0: Hi, friends. Thank you so much for joining me today. As I have a very special guest on who is not only a relationship expert, but is an important leader in the Enneagram industry. She's changing the lives of couples, coaches, and clients everywhere. I have been so excited to have this wonderful friend and mentor on and cannot wait to have you all meet her too. T and I look forward to sharing some Enneagram wisdom with you and giving you the opportunity to join a community where coaches, counselors, and therapists are sharing tips and solutions from many different angles and perspectives to help your relationship grow. Plus, she has an exciting new book coming out that will lead your marriage and your life in the direction you want them to go. So let's get started. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Enneagram Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Larkey. On this podcast, we explore all things Enneagram and relationships, from friendships to dating to marriage and parenting, and everything else in between. As a certified Enneagram life coach and marriage coach, I'll help you understand why and how your Enneagram type affects all the relationships in your life and How to improve them, including the one with yourself. For full show notes and resources of each episode, head to enneagramgirl.com. Now, let's get started. Welcome back, friends. I cannot wait for you to listen to today's episode. I wish we were doing this episode live just so we could get all of these incredible tools that will help your relationship into your hands and hearts faster. But I guess we'll wait on this episode coming out a little bit later. But before I get on to my awesome guest, I just want to share a little bit about what a great human she is. Krista is a therapist and life coach who wears many hats in her beautiful and abundant life, which is full of serving others in addition to being an incredible wife and mom to three amazing kids. She is the owner and director of Reflections Counseling Center in Florida, where she leads a group of dedicated coaches, therapists, trauma specialists, licensed mental health counselors, in addition to helping couples finding hope and shine a light on the unique pairing of their relationships. She still sees some clients herself in between running her center and in addition to being the host of a very popular podcast podcast. She's also an author with a new book coming out that you can pre order today. And we'll be hearing a little more about that. Plus, being a coaching course creator for other Enneagram coaches. She has built a resourceful Enneagram community called the EM Collective that you can even join today. I met Krista through one of those lanes that I was just talking about her coaching program. Being a part of the Inner Circle team of Enneagram and marriage coaches has been such an honor for me. This team pours into one another professionally and personally, in addition to having the blessing of Krista herself teach us and pour into each of us. Krista has spent almost two decades researching marriage and helping thousands of couples relate to one another in such intentional and impactful ways. She helps energize the love life of couples and even guides them in how to recharge their romance when it begins to disappear or ease up in addition to teaching couples how to be a team and walking together through the hard seasons. She created her e Coaching Certification Program to be able to teach more helpers to go out into the world and provide effective support, care, and guidance to couples who wanna do more than just survive together, couples who wanna grow and evolve together. As an experienced e and coach myself and because of Krista's mentorship, I get the blessing of lifting couples up when they might need it most and guiding them towards thriving together. Getting to impact and be a source of encouragement in someone's marriage creates a ripple effect. That not only shines a positive light on the growth opportunities of my couples, but also helps break generational cycles. And it improves the future of that couple's children by being able to thrive and blend together in a more stable and present environment. As you have heard me mention on this podcast so many times this season, Learning your Enneagram type and your partner's Enneagram type will help free you both to show up so much more intentionally and effectively in your relationship, as well as for yourself and your family. It will improve your job, your friendships, even your self-esteem, among many other layers of your life. I could talk for hours about Krista's coaching course, her Relationship Repair Guides, and this upcoming book, because all of these pieces have made such a huge impact in my own life as a life coach and marriage coach. But I'm ready to bring her into this conversation and have her share from her heart, her mind, and her soul. So without further ado, let's bring in my guest that I'm so delighted to share with you all today my friend, my mentor, and the best Enneagram leader in the industry. Krista Hardin. Hi, Krista. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. I know you have your hands and hearts on so many different projects. So I appreciate you sharing this time with my listeners.
1: Oh my gosh. Alicia, that was the kindest intro I have ever had, which speaks to your huge heart as an Enneagram 2. And I am just so blessed. I was just closing my eyes and drinking it in. Thank you for sharing. I am so excited to be here with you and your wonderful listeners.
0: Thank you. I'm so happy to have you here. I know we've talked about this before and waiting for this day to come. So I'm just so grateful. Uh, that you're, you know, blessing us with your quality time. So thank you. And before you joined us, I shared a little bit about how we met and what you're up to in the Enneagram world, which is so much awesome stuff. But I would love for you to tell us a little more about yourself. I know my listeners love to know every person's Enneagram type that comes on. Um, And so even if you can share the types in your family and your type and by the way, I loved getting to meet your sweet family. When we went out to breakfast, when you all visited Arizona this past year, there's just something extra special when you get to meet someone's family and see that real tangible, big piece of their heart in person. So can you tell us a little more about your type and even your family's type and how being your type shows up as a mom and a wife even?
1: Oh my gosh. These are awesome questions. And I am so grateful to uh, have this opportunity to talk about my family. I think that as excited as I am about the Enneagram, something that's always been a big part of me and maybe for a lot of parents listening, I know the same is true for my husband, Wes. Uh, Being a parent has been an even greater calling than the work of couples. And I'm so fortunate to get to do it. I know it's a privilege and I am a seven and my husband, Wes, is a one Our kids, Hannah, who is 17, is a four, Melody is a nine and Jack, and she is 15 and Jack is 11 and he's a six slash seven, we're not sure yet. Uh, We vacillate on that and chat about it a lot. He's very analytical, so he's right in there with us doing the same, but we just have so much fun having Enneagram chat. It it really helps us in our family to, to get to spaces quicker when we're trying to bring understanding as I'm sure a lot of you can relate. And sometimes when your family doesn't use Enneagram, you're still in that space of being able to say, okay, I know they don't know this about themselves, but I know this about them. And so I can pivot in this or that direction. So the more we've brought Enneagram in, the more we've shared about it together, we're just delighted to see that our love has grown and our appreciation for one another has grown. So I'm really grateful that uh, we've been able to do that. And for me as a seven, my type really shows up with a lot of daily joy for my family. I think that um, my nickname as a child by my eldest sister, Holly, who's a type one. If people know subtypes, she's a sexual one. Um, She's been in her two lately or two wing, but she said, um, highly energized sister. And she's 10 years older than me. And she always called me morning glory. When I was little, she had a family flower name for all of us. We weren't doing Enneagram yet. We were doing flowers and, and she was calling me uh, this morning glory. And so I'm really grateful to have sort of seen that name build up with my joy in the morning, and I like to even think on a scripture that I have a shirt that says, you know, God's mercies are new every morning. I would definitely say that my seven starts to run out by midday and I need a little rest. And that's something that I've come to learn about sevens. Most people uh, that are starting to do their Enneagram work at the beginning, if they're in that joyful, happy seven space, they don't know that they need that. It took me till I was 33 years old to realize I never had taken a nap until that time and had even developed ocular migraines in my son's pregnancy because I was so resistant to rest. But inviting myself into learning that it's okay to rest has been a beautiful part of not only my own parenting journey to be a bit more enjoyable but and probably healthy, but my kids have learned from me a lesson that previous generations in our family weren't always privy to because my grandma had survived the Great Depression and she had this feeling that you can't rest or you'll starve. And that was very true for her. So in my life, that wasn't true. And I needed to lean into, we're allowed to rest and they've learned that from me now. So it's been a fun thing to grow as a seven in my family. And of course I'm still growing, but these are some spaces where it's really made an impact is the joy and the rest rhythms.
0: Wow. I I just, there's so many questions even that I have just <laughs> off of those things you said first of all, I just think it's just so beautiful. Uh, what you said about when your kids uh, know their types, but obviously sometimes they don't realize that they're in that space, whether it's a you know a healthy space or a little more of an unhealthy space. You at least know because you have all this knowledge, and and what a blessing that is as a parent to know how to even show up better for them. That's something Matt and I would also agree with. That has been the biggest benefit to to looking at how we are as parents and how that reflects in our kids' types, and even how how I was saying in the initial intro that we are affecting the generations past us by knowing all this stuff. And it starts with our kids, right? And then how they're going to grow up and want to show up exactly in the ways you were describing as parents, really blending well and understanding Mm -hmm. each other and Uh, especially having that grace and capacity for the ones who need a little more attention from each of us and the ones who maybe don't need as much or would like a little more private time or rest, like you were saying. I think that is so cool that you have brought that gift into your family and to your marriage in addition to teaching the world that it's just, it's the most important thing to us. I know for you too, as a mom, no matter these hats we wear in business, like that is first and foremost where we are besides our, our relationship with God, but our family is just where it's at. And, Mm -hmm. and I just love how you put that. I think that's going to be really Mm -hmm. beneficial to the listeners out there who are having older kids like us that maybe can start learning a few of these things. So, just thank you so much for sharing that really well thought out answer and Mm -hmm. being able to let people know how the benefits are again of learning the Enneagram. And, um, I just love the knowledge that your sister also had of what your soul was speaking to. It's just, it's really nice to be seen for who we are. So I'm sure that was a blessing in your sisterly relationship as well.
1: Mm. Yeah. It continues to be because we have an energy mismatch uh, and I've never met anyone with as much energy as her and neither has my husband and he is also one. And so we've been able to use the language of the Enneagram with her to say, like, you have an extreme gift and therefore you're able to, you know, she has this huge job of traveling as an occupational therapist and evaluating nursing homes all over the country and being very vibrant outside of that even. (laughs) And so we're able to say, like, we love you. We love you hard right back, but we don't have the same capacity. And, and like you said, we have kids that are taking up a lot of our time. So even just using the language of the Enneagram has been healing for extended family relationships when people don't understand the boundaries. Um, but I like how you said you like the added rest rhythms because I didn't have it before. But it's funny. Sometimes people have defined me by those rhythms now. And that's something I've learned to just start to resist recently As I've been saying like, you know, Krista, you don't have to define yourself as just self president That's not the, you know me, that's not the yeah. whole of who I am. It's just, yeah, exactly. I had to learn. Wes never embraced that space. I never embraced it. So all I'm really saying is now it's an important piece of putting my oxygen mask on so I can do my work that I hope is beautiful in the one-to-one spaces and then also in the world. So it's kind of a trick for listeners to get to learn. Those instincts need to be balanced.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that's the key word too. That was what was coming to my head. Even when you were saying like, you know, you, you definitely are not all self president or what we might think a self president person is going to come across. And in, in fact, if I didn't get to know you personally, I wouldn't think that was your instinct. You know, yeah. most people are going to think sevens are social, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I just yeah. love how you figured out, like you said, putting your oxygen mask on, but just how uh, important and relational that is to yourself, knowing your boundaries. That's that's one of the best parts that is a bless- another blessing of the Enneagram. Yes, we talk a lot about how does this show up in marriage and relationships and, you know, affect all the things in our life, our, our job and our friendships and all those things. But like you just said, it affects the relationship with yourself and knowing what you need for balance. I think it's it's the biggest key because if we don't start there, if we don't start with what kind of balance and peace ourselves need how can we show up as a wife, as a mother, as a friend, as an employee or an employer with being super intentional with our relationships? And I know that's, that's my two speaking, but um, like you it. know, cause that's obviously top priority as <laughs> yeah. a two, but I just, I love that you said that. And I love how it leans into you having peace and bringing peace to your Mm -hmm. family too, by knowing when you need rest or when someone else in your family might need rest. Otherwise we're showing up in those unhealthy spaces. So Mm -hmm. I just, gosh, what a great blessing to just remind everybody too. Like you just said, the black. The balance and also that oxygen mask type uh, of thinking. Okay. So I want to pivot because I want to cover so much today. Let's pivot to your work and this highly anticipated book that you have coming out in just a few short months on October 3rd. Is that correct? That's the yeah. date? yes and i have already ordered some copies not only for myself but also as christmas gifts that i'm tucking away to the important people in my life i can't wait to get this book into the hands of women and listeners and couples everywhere And I was Mm -hmm. just going to hope that you could share a little more about your book. And I know you have to keep some of it secret, but uh, I know that my listeners would love any tools they could get their hands on to help them live more balanced as we are just saying more
1: fully and more intentionally. So could you share a little about your book? Uh, absolutely. And I love how you were part of the inner circle. So you were able to learn about the, all the steps of the book and even pre-book and knowing we had all these pages of course material to try to fit into one book. Right. So <laughs> when you work with the crazy. seven, it's <laughs> how many books. (laughs) And so um, I think that's the fun part of the process has been learning that this book really needed to get into the hands of people who maybe you and I, Alicia, know there's a lot of people out there who are like, I am not going to work with a coach for any variety of reasons. Mm -hmm. And so it was just such a blessing to be able to say, like, let's get this into their hands too. And if that's you as a listener right now, this book was written for you, somebody who may or may not be in coaching at this season of their life and really still needs a good Enneagram tool for their relationship. And I think that there's a lot of wonderful Enneagram books out there. And this one adds to the pot by what I love the wording Alicia used today to talk about a couple's evolution. I think that is probably the most undersold topic in couples work because people don't focus in on how we need that self-care as we said earlier so that we can love others. People forget that that personal journey is part of the marriage and then we also forget that uh, couples change and grow into all kinds of different shapes and spaces and so this book really tries to help people to not only learn their type nuances but to take them on a journey to see what might you look like when you're not healthy in your relationship because we've done a lot of that. Uh, If you know your Enneagram type, you've probably visited Enneagram Institute or truity.com and you know what you look like unhealthily. But this book takes you into that deeper dive level of what do you look like unhealthily in a relationship? Uh, What are the things you're likely to do in a relationship when you're not healthy? How about when you're on average health? And then how about when you're really thriving so that you can have a guidepost for, oh, okay, if I want to enter that four space or that two space or that one space, these are some things that maybe before I thought were healthy, but as I'm able to take a bit more of a a bird's eye view, I realize my spouse might've been right about this or that, that maybe I wasn't always healthy when I was running too hard, for instance, since we used that one. So it gives us a little bit of accountability and a little bit of an actual arrow mark when we see where we could be. But also in the book, there's a library for you and your spouse to be able to look at your types together or your partner, or uh, you can even use it of course with family members to say like, okay, You know, me and my type four mom need to know how to get along. And I have a little mini treatment plan for you guys to walk through what it might look like in early stages of a relationship. And then as you're doing your work together, and then as you come together and really learn how you shine together. So amidst those things, there's conflict tips and tips for how to work with your gut instincts and tips for whether you're a heart, head, or body type. So you can see there's lots of material but what we all know about a book is it's digestible there's just a few questions at the end of each chapter so that you can really make sure you are not overwhelmed by the material
0: yeah i love that gosh so many things you put so perfectly in there that it's a useful tool the, you know we get all these incredible books especially as coaches and and this is you know this is our job to know these things so we have to read a lot of books and research a lot of content from other people who are putting together how relationships should look from many different ways, not just the Enneagram. And so you're, you really wrote a book to use as a tool. And like you said, slowly at a pace, step-by-step, being able to stop at the end of the chapter, ask questions, take it in, and maybe even practice some awareness and observation, which my listeners often hear me say, that's the only way to grow and evolve individually Mm -hmm. and in a relationship is to actually take in this information and then stop and look at it. Sit with it for a week, sit with it for two weeks and observe how you're showing up in your relationship, in your conversations. How does it feel in your heart? How is it feeling in your gut? What is your head thinking? And I just love how that's also a reflection of what your book can do, where we take it piece by piece and then evolve and grow and do it slowly. I think a lot of people, and it makes sense. The world today is social media, right? And it's so instant and everybody wants instant answers. We're all a little more impatient than we ever were. And Mm so we're all wanting this quick stuff, but this sounds like it's a tool we can take alongside of us, even for a year, we can take it and say, you know what, I'm going to take this book and I'm going to read it through. And then I want to go back and actually do. So not just think, but Mm -hmm. do and feel Mm -hmm. and experience. And I just think that that's going to be such a great, great tool for people to have. I also love how you said uh, when you first started speaking about that this is for those people who might not be ready for coaching. And, you know, that's a lot of people. A lot of people are like, well, what even is Enneagram coaching? So you're just going to tell me things that I can see on a, on a graphic online. And, you know, some people don't understand, gosh, no, we go so much deeper than that. And we thread the needle and point out the threads and the dots and Mm -hmm. the real stuff in their lives and, and really bring it in understanding their relationship with a parent or with their spouse or where the hard spots are or whatever, whatever their trauma has been in the past and bringing Mm. that in. So it's not as quick as you're the helper and here's your traits and here's your motivation and figure it out. Mm. And so I love, love, love that the book is going to do that. And when I have someone come to me who says, you know, I just want to know a little more about my type, but I I don't know if I'm ready for coaching. I'm going to be like, hi, open your hand. Here's this book. Go home and read it and check in with me by Voxer, Marco, text or a phone call, whatever, come back and tell me what you're feeling. Tell me what questions you have. And then I can help you see hey, you, you really are showing up in this space. And like you said, you're, it sounds like you're doing triads, conflict style a bit. Gosh, there's going to be so much in this (laughs) book. I'm so excited about it and that you shared that. I I thought that was, I I thought you weren't going to be able to share as much and I'm, I'm even more excited about it. I might have to go order some more copies today. Oh Um, my gosh. You're so fun. Can people go ahead and pre-order the book? I know besides us
1: coaches, it's out for anybody to pre-order. Is that correct? That's right. Everybody can. And we had an exciting day on our pre-order first week with my coaches when you ordered. So thank you so much because we had a little boost and I was like, oh my gosh, we were like hitting some charts that day. And I was so excited because we'll make another announcement as we get a lot closer, but right now it's already on pre-order and I'm so grateful. So please go ahead to go to Amazon and it's called the Enneagram in marriage, your guide to thriving together in your unique pairing. And so you can find it anywhere. Of course, there's a lot of enneagram and marriage books out there. So this one has a pink cover, and they're also going to be doing an audible version. So I'm so happy I saw the contract for that, and I was grateful that they're going to have somebody do a reading of it as well. So for those of you who are like, I have to have an audiobook that will eventually yeah. come to, but <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, you can get your paperback already started on order now and have it that first week of October. But you are right, Alicia, that we actually ask. You said you can think through your head, you can feel through your heart and you can do. And at the end of every chapter, that's actually what I centered the questions on is one thinking question, one feeling and one doing. So I'm glad for whatever kind of space our listeners are in, we can be like, okay, there's a little tip for you on each of these spaces. And we all know, like you said, that we might do one of them and need to come back later. So thank you for encouraging everybody with that.
0: Yeah, I just love that because again, you know, especially in relationships, it's all about, evolving and really settling in. You don't want to read something and be like, okay, I'm going to go home and change that today. I'm never going to get angry again. That's just not Mm -hmm. a way that any person can live or does live, not even the best of people. And so I love that they get to uh, use this as kind of a life journey book really Mm -hmm. for themselves and in their relationships. And it's just so exciting. And I I just can't wait for it to come out. And I, I know you're excited, but I'm also super excited about this. Okay. So a long, and it's unbelievable how many resources you have. I just, it is so incredible what you have for couples. And I, I just, again, I feel so blessed to not only be personally friends with you, but be able to be mentored from you and be taught from you because of all these lanes you have that are not only helpful to my own personal marriage and those of other people I know, but Also, you know, anyone listening today is like, I don't even know where to start or my partner wouldn't do counseling or want to read a marriage book. It starts with you, you the listener today, you can start this, you work on yourself because that's really the most important. And Krista has so many lanes you can do. If you're, if you don't want to wait on the book along with the Enneagram and marriage book, I know that Krista, you have so many lanes of opportunities where couples and individuals can be part of starting that journey to work on their relationship you've built so many tools and vehicles like i was just saying where you work one on one or groups or pairings or even facebook groups i introduced a snippet of all the things you do but i would love for you to share a little bit more about specifically the enm collective which i love when do the doors open next for people to join this awesome, incredible Enneagram Facebook community that you've built, where you not only share resources and wisdom from you yourself, but you also have trained coaches like me and others who pop in and help individuals and couples find the guidance and the answers they're looking for. So could you tell me a little about why you created e Collective, how it works, who can join? Can anybody come join? And just tell us a little more about that.
1: Thank you. Well, I'm so grateful to have this membership group, uh, just a collective of people who want to deepen their relationships, but have more of an interface. Like Alicia and I are both agreeing that sometimes the work of coaching is individual or just you and your couple. And it's so fun to be able to see other people and have the face to go with uh, a listener or somebody with, like you said, more questions who may not want to step into a formal coaching relationship. So what we do in the collective is, for a very nominal fee, much less than coaching clients pay, just about anywhere, you step into uh, a monthly course, basically, where you have extra podcasts. Every Wednesday, I put out a 30-minute podcast just for my collective, and then you also have these podcasts going really on deep dives. Whereas Monday's guests might talk about the Enneagram in nature, like we have coming right up, or somebody recently talked about the Enneagram with an opposites attract pairing, but those topics don't hit everybody. Whereas these deep dive Wednesday episodes for the collective, they're like how to really get into the depths of forgiveness. And sometimes they'll do a a relaxation practice right into that episode so that people feel like they're getting coaching every single week if they want it. And sometimes people bring a journal. And so they're just soothing, meditative, thoughtful, coaching-based podcasts, but also we have a monthly two-hour training where every month, if you want to come to the Zoom, I actually chat with people and there's that interactive people uh, piece we were talking about that people get to really just enjoy being together with myself, any coaches who show up, and of course them so that they can feel the personal encouragement and share their thoughts, their hearts. As I think everyone listening knows, I don't have all the answers, but together we bring so much more of the story. So somebody might be thinking about their eight spouse and somebody else says, oh, I have an eight spouse. This is what I've learned. And it's private enough that you know this information is staying within this group and we don't share these links with everybody. So I think that that's been a beautiful part of the collective. Also, we have worksheets just for the collective that our coaches have access to as well, that they get a private Facebook group, they get worksheets sheets, and they get the system for how to really work if they're in a hard spot in their marriage. So that was just a way for us to, in addition to the book, find that other type of learner who's like, I need some hands-on, but I don't want to or can't do coaching. So we opened the doors again for that in September of 2023. And you can always talk with me through Alicia if you're having a, a situation and you're in a bind, but we really try to keep those doors mostly closed so our people can feel really nestled and just... Kind of loved on, and then we reopen them a couple times a year. So, hopefully, you can join in September of 2023, or let Alicia know if you're in a pinch and you're looking to get in anytime.
0: Yeah, I love that. I, I again, just another lane where, depending on a person's type or what's going on in their life or where they are. I, And sometimes even people feeling desperate, maybe things are really a hard season going on in someone's life. And they're just like, gosh, I just need someone right now. And whether that's a book or like you said, this this group where we can show up and I love the collective so much. I love the people in the collective. It's so brave and vulnerable for people to also show up and say, Hey, could I get some advice in this area? Or I'm a seven and this thing, that thing. i love how you also said, yes, sometimes, you know, you might have the answer or the guidance for someone, but also one of the other coaches might have experience with something that comes up. And I think that's one of the biggest blessings is your generous heart in this, that you want to help people and not just be like, oh, look at me. It's me who has all the answers. I love how generous and big spirited your heart is because I feel the same way too. When people come to me, I'm like, you know what? I don't have that answer, but let me look who who does for you and point you in that direction. And I just think that's a great blessing for people to have because then they can find someone who has solutions that are based on them instead of just hearing something that's not going to work. And I think the collective does this so well and so intentionally. And like you said, these Zoom calls inside the collective where we're coming in and who knows who's going to show up that day and what might be on their hearts. And it's just really nice to also have someone hold space for you. So these wonderful collective members are getting to come into a space where we are saying, you know what? I want to show up here and see you and hear you and give you a virtual hug and be able to know you're loved and you're seen and, and you have that support and encouragement. So the collective is just incredible. And again, like Krista said, if any of you are wanting to be a part of this, it is a Facebook group. And from there, you'll see the links To these Zooms, to these incredible podcasts. She mentioned podcasts that are extra, that are only for the collective members. And this will be opening again in September. So feel free to, at the end, we're going to have all of Chris's information and where you can find all of these things will be in the show notes. So just make sure you're checking on that at the end. You don't have to write that down right now if you can't remember. They will be in the show notes and you can check on that. Okay. Let's go on to the next one. One of the questions that I get asked most, and I'm sure you do too, is, is there a perfect type for my type? People always want to know, is seven the best for me? Is two the best for me? And when people ask you that question, like which Enneagram type is best for me in a relationship? How do you tend to answer that or make people understand, you know, it's not just the traits of a type that's best for us. There's so much nuance and, and unique things that we all have. So I just was curious how you would answer that.
1: You know, I've had the privilege of, it's a great question if you've got it. And I think we've all had it at one point, but the privilege of interacting with so many thousands of people by this point with this over a million uh, listens and 30,000 or more on my Instagram. And I don't say that to brag. I say that knowing there's people with even bigger accounts, but being in the DMs personally, like I am, I've just had a wonderful opportunity to research and see and talk to so many hearts and also paired up with Truity at a time. And they've done so many big studies that we've come to see that every type, there's 45 possible pairings and every type with other types has a particular glow. And there's a way that you and your mate shine that nobody else could ever do. And that culture you create together, the uniqueness of your actual pairing, even outside of your types, but even diving even deeper, is what is going to make your marriage great. It's not that you're like every other couple of even your pairing. It's that, yes, there's similarities and there's going to be a flow to each pairing and how they look. But it's really true when we learn that people become attracted for very deep, deeply woven reasons that we still cannot scientifically pinpoint. So if we said there was like always twos and nines work together uh- which is so cool because that's your types. Or if we said, you know, or no, it's eight and three. There's always going to be somebody be like, oh no, I couldn't, that does not work. And so you just have to be careful that you stay in your lane with that and you own your stuff, but you also own your glory together so that people can delight in your stories. You get to own that narrative of what you tell. And once again, back to your beautiful wording of it, it comes with the evolution of the relationship that this morning I had a couple who was struggling with their sex life. And I was bringing them to the vision that in a few years, they'll probably be that couple that can lead others in this way because of their evolving and the hard work they're doing. So just know that what is going to be your hard points are later going to be the best gifts you have to bring to the world. So keep at it and know that there's no perfect pairing, but that every pairing has its shadows and its strengths, and you can continue to grow and learn how to find that stride together.
0: Yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh. Especially you are the pairing queen. There's nobody out there in the Enneagram world who really has, like you said, done this research, has again, these numbers, right? These people that are following you in the different formats, whether via podcast, whether through your Instagram, where, oh my gosh, you guys have to go follow Krista on Instagram because she is just In there all the time, providing the next day of information and information on your types and your pairings and just you as a person, it's so valuable. And I know, I know we talk graphics are, you know, they don't go so deep, but it gets you started. It gets you started thinking, hmm.
1: Does this Mm -hmm. sound like
0: me? Does my spouse experience me this way? And that's just so valuable to starting that growth journey that, you know, we've been talking about and those pairings you have, you know, your pairings guide and like you discussed going with every single type, a one with a two, a one with a three, a one with a one, like, you know, and it just goes on and on. And it really is unique for every single person. Another two, nine couple like myself is going to be and look so different. Maybe they don't have kids and we have kids. Maybe they live in a culture that's very different from ours. So again, when Krista or I or other coaches like us can't give you a direct answer when you go, what type's best for me? what yeah. we can do is be able to help you lead to what are your strengths what are you bringing into a relationship where mm. are you maybe struggling and 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 where does that come from is that from childhood wound is that because of a past relationship that maybe you should mm. you know maybe start in therapy and work through that and work through the mindset that you had and let's get into some mindset shifting and growing mm before you get into a next relationship, especially for my single clients or my single friends, let's do the work with you because doing that work with you already affects the future relationship. Mm-hmm. And like you said, with the pairing. So I just thought, love that and love how you put that. So besides this incredible Enneagram and marriage book that you have coming out and the e collective, plus you, you have a vast website of, freebies. Did you guys hear that? freebies <laughs> and so many downloads and Enneagram tools, which they can find at Enneagram What other lanes can people learn from you on? And, and I'm talking the podcast, tell us a little about the podcast and even the coaching course. I don't know when you'll open again next, but if you want to share a little more about that, I just do not want my listeners to miss out on any opportunity to join alongside this journey that you have going mm-hmm. on.
1: Oh my gosh. I love if you guys can join wherever you feel is the fit. Uh, And as Alicia mentioned, I do have a regular podcast. We put out a full episode every Monday, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. I've also recently started a YouTube channel with that. We also have a mini episode on Wednesdays, and then you heard about the extra episodes for the collective if you wanted a membership. But you can also find more about me through I have a fun extra side lane if you want couples games and that's totally different than Enneagram work, but that is my mystery dinner game company, suppersleuths.com, where Wes and I, my husband and I write games for couples to play and solve mysteries. And he's a one, as you guys heard me say, and we pair up with a type five husband and a type one wife to create uh really fun games for others. And they live out by you in Arizona. Oh, um, that's cool. So we have fun. We don't usually play them with them because they live far away, but we yeah. <laughs> uh, enjoy just our friends getting together, playing these games. We sell them across the world. So if you ever just need a fun moment together with your spouse to not be doing your work with just having fun, that's a different lane I'm in. But of course, most of the time I'm doing coaching, counseling, and I have had... Eight books prior to this one that I have self-published just out of the desire to bring my clients structured systems. So if you're ever just thinking, I have a couple like we are that couple who doesn't use Enneagram as much, or especially those who have a spouse who doesn't. I have a book that Alicia vaguely referenced in the sense of it's called Release and it goes back to all of your past so you can release your past issues and work through your trauma, whether it's been affair abuse, you name it. Uh, we talk about it in that book. And it's a really nice deep dive. And you can do that with a coach like Alicia for six to eight sessions. It's just simply called Release by Krista Harden, and you can get it on Amazon. Or you can just read it on your own, again, if you don't work with a coach. But that's the book I recommend, along with my others, if you're just in that space of wanting some personal growth outside of the Enneagram lens. And then one of my fun books that I wrote with Dr. Sharon Otis, A Type 2, is I, I called just your type. And that does have some Enneagram, but I also talk about other ways of distinguishing differences like male-female differences and the age group sibling relationships. Were you the oldest or the youngest? And uh the sanguine temperament and going back to Hippocrates for temperaments. So we take a chapter for each piece there, and I often think of premarital couples for that book, because we have a chapter on trauma. We have a chapter on personality types, chapter on Enneagram, chapter on, like I said, the birth order. So just know that when you come into the vault that is Krista Hardy. (laughs) because I'm a thinking type who likes systems. There's lots of ways for you to find a structured approach to healing your trauma wounds. And that's because I've had my own wounds and I've had to learn that. And I've walked with, like we said, all these couples. So instead of handing them a thousand forms, I've learned, hmm, make a small system that is doable and that can be rewarded and celebrated like a short book for them to read. And even my newest book that we're talking about pre-ordering, You could do that as a small group Bible study or if you're not in a church with your community and even just you and your partner over 10 weeks. And that way you don't have to take all these resources in this one huge chunk, but just divide it up. So that's what I'll say to you is I'm here for a while with all these resources with you. So choose whichever you like.
0: Yeah. I I love that. And I love that you're bringing in your relationship guides to like release, relate. Those are so valuable just even as a smaller type book to get started there. And those, like you said, premarital, especially, I think those would be great for, and anybody listening who is possibly engaged or single really start looking into some of these resources because starting with you. Again, so important. It all starts with you starting to work on these things and even see what potential things in a relationship where your strengths or your weaknesses are going to show up. Doing that work now is already creating a better relationship in the future. Or like when you're engaged, it can help you through the engagement process, which in itself, while very exciting, can also be difficult. You're making a lot of decision. There's, There's so much pressure during engagement. And as a wedding photographer in a addition to being a life coach, there's just so many things to decide. And that can put us in our stress space or for someone like Krista and her type needing to know when to take an actual nap, whether that's a physical nap of being asleep or some recharged alone downtime and again enneagram can help you through those seasons of life so i i just love that i love all of these resources so much um okay i have just like a little side question you have you, you know again one of the areas i'm excited for us to dive into is how the enneagram shows up in relationships for p- specific types i often get that request the most i'm sure you do as well can you tell me what this looks like for my type so i just picked a couple that i know I personally coach and that I have a lot of listeners that seem to reach out more that are these types. And so I just thought I would ask you if you wouldn't mind sharing a tip uh, for someone who is that type and it can just be, you know, so general or whatever the first thing that comes to your head, just for, I, I, I listed here a seven or a six or a nine. I tend to have a lot of seven sixes and nines. Could you throw one or two out for each, for either each of those types or pick one
1: and just share a little of your wisdom with us? I'd be delighted to. With your sevens, I think that we echoed that sevens want to make sure that they come to the place of being able to acknowledge to their closest people that they need boundaries because when sevens get dysregulated, they start moving faster and more scattered and things get messier. And then their people get frustrated with them and feel like they're forgetting or not attentive or not attuning. And they're not because they're scattering because they're not rested and they're not processed and they're just all over the place. So I would say, you know, make sure that you are starting to add margin into your life if you're a seven. and that can be very hard, but just such a worthy journey. and you might have to come to it sort of sideways. I always say that with people like don't think you have to just start one day reading about it and then being perfect with it the next day. Understand that your journey is going to have a lot of nooks and crannies and individual, peaks and valleys to it. So, uh start learning and keep learning. Don't ever stop. That's part of our brain development anyways and just keep looking at yourself with curiosity and not condemnation and saying, "Okay, I tried this and it was that didn't work. That's that's too peaceful for me. What can I do?" And as a fellow seven, I can say It is going to be, uh, you're going to need to use your energy. You have a lot of energy, but just give yourself permission to use it in introverted ways to go back to maybe some childhood favorite things you used to do more of like reading and socializing maybe once or twice a day, but maybe not all day and uh, allowing a hot bath or other self soothing, like Alicia's mentioned, the nap, something to do that will help you to be so much better for your spouse and your kids when you're more attuned because you're regulated. So just find yourself soothing sevens. For sixes, I would say that sixes love being together with people typically. And although they need some self-soothing, everyone needs a little downtime. Something a lot of sixes and their families don't know is that they're very verbal processors. So it's very important for sixes to tell their partners this because sometimes their partners are shocked by the things sixes say. Sixes are quite contrarian. So if their spouse says tomato, they say tomato. And it can just be so frustrating because Sometimes the six is answering something they're not even sure of because they have to take time to get to know who they are. That's sort of your journey if you're a six is learning who you are, what you're thinking. But then we also have this thing in marriage where we have to learn how to please our partner. So sixes can get that jumbled up sometimes and say no to their partner, even when they mean yes or seem highly disagreeable. So I would just open up to say, you know, can I just process with you before we make a yes or no decision and that way maybe you can throw out a few options and we can sit with those for a little while and I can throw out a couple of options and we can sit with that for a bit. Um, But the biggest thing you're hearing me say is sixes like to sit with their people and learn and do things together largely. So try not to cut your sixes off but also try not to make your sixes feel like if they disagree with you that you'll abandon them because that's going to make them head into a space of deceit more where they're like, oh my gosh, I can't lose my relationship. I have to hide who I really am. So we want you to figure out who you are. So you guys have to learn to develop trust together. And that comes through both conversation and verbal processing, as well as that six learning how to listen to their own inner self and take, like I said, not as much as I'm telling seven, but just a little time to yourself another practice i do with my son when he's in his sixth space is journal out your morning time with god and take plenty of body work time because he likes to have his routines but also uh, make sure that you take time to listen Do you ever feel like God is saying something to you versus just worry, worry, worry? So it's wonderful to encourage our sixes to have some positivity as well as to share their worries, as well as to listen to their spouses and to God and to let others bring goodness to them versus just worrying and uh, perseverating on that worry. And then lastly, you mentioned type nines here and I do think there's more nines maybe than any other type and thank you for your patience there, nines. I wanna let you know that uh, the coolest thing about a nine is when they get into their body, when they start doing their uh, daily Every single day, some sort of body work, whether it be a massage or brisk walk an actual cardio, which I know can sound crazy to some nines, but can be so awakening to them. These are the practices that nines are always thinking about others. Let me take care of you. Let me take care of you. Let me merge with you. Um, my nine actually told me today she bumped into the wall <laughs> during preschool teaching because <laughs> she's like, we were doing a dance and I didn't want anyone to think that I was, you know, trying to get in the way of the little kids. So I bumped into the wall and I'm like, you are so literally sweet trying to make sure no parent that no parent misses their child but thankfully she's an awake nine and she has does her body work every day so that my other daughter reported man today all the volunteer teachers had their meeting and all the paid teachers and everyone kept Claiming, oh my gosh, my nine daughter Melody was the star of it all. And they want her to do a master class because she was so caring about everybody. So let me put it this way you are rewarded for all of your beautiful work you put into others, but don't forget yourself too in that process. And by the way, you're thinking that you love connecting and it'll hurt you when you start adding in yourself, but it actually really blesses you. And it makes your spouse go, oh my gosh, I'm so blessed to have them. And they're so awake and they're. So vibrant, and they're so loving and caring. So you have a long way before that pendulum swip, uh, you know, whips over to that other side. So please try to lean into getting some self care, and um, that will be very important. By the way, with all three of you types, as you do your work, your spouse will not be used to this. So make sure that you let them know you're doing the work, and they have to adjust too. So you'll have to have this tension where you're both sort of fighting the work for a while.
0: Wow. That is just so, so many great tips and just helping people even understand themselves a little bit more. I think that this could be even, you know, it's so helpful to hear things from different people's perspectives and the way that you shared with that, especially from your sevenness ness to other sevens, I think is very helpful. Uh, and and even those examples that you were sharing, even about your kids. And I, I just love it so much. So just even reiterating you nines, do not forget yourself. It is such a blessing to your partnership when you show up in sevens, creating that margin in your life and giving yourself permission to go into that introverted space sometimes. And 6s let's really lean into learning who you are, and how to listen to your own inner self, not just that inner committee, but Mm. to your, to yourself, to trusting your gut and even letting others bring in positivity and joy. You deserve to live in a joy space. And I'm often telling my sixes that, and really, really trying to reiterate that permission to get to live in your joy and your happiness fully, fully, fully. So I love that you were also reminding them of that. And I just think it's so valuable. And thank you again for just even sharing those pieces. Um, and even going on to the, to the next thing, gosh, I could do this for five hours. It's so valuable to the people who are listening, but I just, okay. So we're moving on. I love being able to bring in all the tools That you created when I coach, like I was saying, just even learning from you, then I can bring them into my coaching and flavor them with even my own experiences. Like you said, the nuance of everything is so important from your mini podcast episodes to the coaching instruction you educated me with to your relationship repair guides and the new book that I can't wait to read. We all are just so lucky to be supported by these vast resources that you built. And I encourage, again, everybody, you know, definitely check out the show notes. Listen back through if you're like, what is that thing she said? And where can I go be a part of that? Make sure that you listen to this again. And I have a few little quick, fun questions that I'm going to do after this question. But I wanted to ask you what's like one last thing or one more thing that you would love to share about the Enneagram or relationship building or whatever that is on your heart big this month? What's kind of speaking to you this month in addition to this incredible book? Is there something else you'd like to share as we wrap up that little section before we do three cute little rapid fire questions?
1: Mm, You're so sweet and fun. Ooh, I love rapid fire. Um, (laughs) So what I have been really... Processing this month has been – I've been really heading into this realm of how we turn towards our partners because I love to integrate general relationship repair into my work with Enneagram. Some of the listeners probably know or have heard you talk about um, just – Being doing this for two decades hasn't been just Enneagram work. It's been marriage work at large. And if you're familiar with this or maybe have gone through coaching before, you know that when we turn towards our partner physically and get off the phones and just really look at them and look at their nonverbals and start softening our startups when we're talking to each other, this means the world to our marriages. So whatever type work you're doing, aside from that, just really want to encourage listeners a very basic but very healing marriage tip is to lean into their partner when they're speaking more and if your partner is somebody who speaks too much like I had somebody like that this morning whose spouse I I know both of them and love them both dearly as clients um, but their partner has a lot of eight energy that is very intense and big and this partner is got some more one energy and doesn't want to lean in as much so for that partner I would say to you you know have the communication going about I can lean into you a lot of the time but imagine if I talk to you as much as you talk to me, that I might need a little bit of time to process that. And by the way, this is sort of an opposite, but sometimes this happens more with men being not able to process as much and women having more capacity of the language side of the brain. So it, it's, it's not always the same male or female, but whoever it is in your relationship, make sure that you start to honor the boundaries but also in general, really try to lean in together so that um, I know the divorce statistic is that the most times that you lean in, the more you lean in, actually, the the less likely you are to divorce because it means I care. I'm here. And yeah, we might have to make an adjustment on maybe if you talk forever, but really as soon as they start talking, try to listen in and lean in. And then if it's been on for a while, you can say a gentle hey, I love you so much, but I'm feeling a little bit tired. Can we pick this up later? Or can I? when would be a good time for me to tell you about my day? So it gives your partner an acknowledgement of a complaint, which is okay and healthy to do, but it also allows them to know that you're not critiquing, you're not condemning, you're just trying to build up connection. So just don't give up on your connections, keep leaning in. That's my word for you this month. It's really important.
0: I love that. I love that. I just even took a couple of notes from it, recognizing the nonverbals, get off the phone that we all could use that. And especially around our kids, just want to remind everybody to no matter our kid's age, whether they're four and they're seeing mom or dad look down at the phone or they're 18, man, there's some sweet stuff happening in those ages. Krista and I both have kids in these age groups, especially those teen years and early 20 years where- This is such valuable time to make them feel seen and heard and Expect that in their relationships. So I love, love, love that you remind us all to get off those phones because we personally know how that feels sitting across from someone on our phones too, especially when we're wanting to be in our heart space with them. So just remember to do that too. That's easy but hard. It's easy said but hard to do because we're always like, "What's next? Who's calling? What's happening?" Uh, So I love that. I love lean in when your partner speaks. We all want to just be seen and heard. So. Keep remembering that and how valuable that is into marriage, uh, Mm -hmm. understanding your partner's capacity, man, what a, what a tip that is Krista, because Mm -hmm. we sometimes forget that. And it's, it's normal to live selfishly sometimes and, and to be exhausted by the things we already did today and, and the capacity we have left, but just remember That sometimes, even if our capacity has run out, we need to understand that our partners might just be starting. So, again, how Krista said, let's just speak to them. Let's either say, you know what, I've been in four meetings, there's been a lot of talking. Can you give me 15 minutes to go chill in a dark room and just do my breathing, my meditation, or just even scrolling is okay at that point? But just you got to just communicate. That is the key to what she's saying. It shows them you care. It shows the relationship is stable and secure because you can say, Hey, love, here's what I need from you right now. And know that that's okay. And that's secure. So Mm -hmm. I just, I love that again, every answer is so full of tips for the people listening and even honestly, for us to remember some of these things yeah. you're saying, mm-hmm. it reminds me and you know, hopefully vice versa too. We we tend yeah. even mm-hmm. as ourselves, you know, we are business women in addition to moms and wives, and mm-hmm. we really like to show up fully in the spaces we're showing up in. So yeah we even constantly need these reminders ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Thank you. I I didn't even expect to hear those things when I, when I thought of that question. So I'm super glad I asked it. Uh, Um, just one more blessing. So, okay. And last but not least, just a couple of little speed round, fun questions that I thought of, or that, uh, you know, when I leave a questions box on my Instagram, people will ask these kinds of things to me too. So I was just going to ask them, to you, if you weren't doing all this incredible stuff and work that you are doing, what would you be doing instead? And it could be, you know, a dream job like koala bear handler or whatever you thought of when you were two or seven or whatever. What would you be doing instead if you could do anything in the world knowing you've already helped so many?
1: Oh my gosh, you were so fun. I think I would love to like, let's just say my main job is being a mom and a coach. Um, I would like, let's just say my kids were thriving grown up. I would love to go like, write all day in a coffee shop. And then in the morning and the evening, I would be hiking beautiful mountains, seeing glorious sunsets, the kind of thing I love to do on vacation. But then in the <laughs> middle of the day, I'd be writing and it would be so much fun to go with family and friends in the morning and at night to just explore, to have time with God and to see beautiful sights in between the helping and the writing. And I think like a lot of our listeners, like I still love what I do. It would be similar to that, but you can hear that there's threads of freedom that I love. Love is a seven yes. that would be part of that. <laughs> so
0: sign me up, sister. <laughs> that just <laughs> sounds like the dream life. Go somewhere. And especially, people don't understand this writing without deadlines. The freedom to just Uh, go. I I know exactly uh, what you were saying when you said writing, because both of us live and die by writing all the time. We're always writing for our workbooks and our guides and you for an actual book and just all these things. So writing without deadlines. Yes. Uh, Sign me up right now. Um, I just love that. I'm I'm changing mine to what yours was. Mine (laughs) mine is I would kind of like to be a travel influencer. And I I know that in my tri-type I have seven. Yeah. So.
1: Or... yeah, yeah, yeah right
0: doesn't that just sound fun like hi hotel post me for free i'm gonna mm-hmm. come do some spins on instagram in front of your hotel in a cute little skirt and <laughs> like pay me for that please so 100%. um but i i really like yours writing just with the freedom mm. of writing the different kind of writing than what we do in our work yeah um Okay. So next one is if you could be any other type for a week, and this doesn't mean we don't love our types. We love who we are. We have settled into who we are and love thriving in who we are. But if you could be any other type for a whole week and get to experience life from their motivations, their fears, their perspectives, all those good things, which type would you love to inhabit for a week?
1: Oh yeah, this is a great question. I've often thought about one because they're so efficient, but I think for the sake of just fun, I would choose eight because eights have such a surety about them and they have such a glow and a glory to them. And I think that it'd be really fun to just be in that space fully. I do a lot of thinking and careful considerations for every family member. And I'm not saying eights don't do that. Uh, It's making me sound like that, but But I guess they come in with such surety that I think that I'd love to have that crystal clarity uh, that they often bring and the refinement. And I think they're also very good at clarifying big thoughts. So you can hear me saying, I'd like to have my thoughts, but an eight to clarify them. (laughs) And I'd like to care deeply. So yes, this is where I'm at. I'd love that eight week. This is a fun question.
0: Yeah, right. Because everybody's like, you know, I, I think a lot of answers quickly go to a seven, Ah, oh, seven, I want to go yeah. play and have fun, you know, yeah. but like you live in a seven. And so you already oh. know what those actual limitations yeah. are because yeah, we, everybody always so is thinking this other idealism of another number, but there yeah. are, we are the people who are in certain types. We know the limitations of those types too. So I love that you said eight and made me think, Huh. I think I might pick eight as well for those mm-hmm. similar reasons you were talking about there's just something so like you Ugh. know <laughs> I don't the I don't want to say what I was thinking but I, I want to say what I was thinking that eights have that we all wish we kind of had a little more of, especially <laughs> at certain moments so exactly. I really really just Really loving that so much as an answer. Oh Oh my gosh. gosh. Okay. And last question, just a, just a general fun question. I know this isn't of high value to listeners, but I'd love to know where have you not traveled that you would love to travel? Where would you love to go Mm -hmm. if you had the endless money right now? And someone was like, you get to pick a two week trip to somewhere and take whoever Mm -hmm. you want. Where would it be?
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, definitely a European tour. We want to do that when our middle daughter graduates. Uh, she's a little bougier than the rest of us. So she wants <laughs> to do that. And I'm like, maybe I'll be on a book tour. But but I'll say Croatia because my grandparents' family came from this tiny island called Mali Lozenge in Croatia. And I mentioned my grandma earlier and her family came from the islands when they were about 20 in order to make a better life for us. At that time, my family was living in Michigan, in the Upper Peninsula. They came from mining, and they came because they were tired of eating potatoes in uh, this country. And interestingly, after they left, uh, the country name changed many times over. It's really finally started to pick up. It's now known as the Island of Health and Vitality. And there's a lot of, when I think about the threads of what I long for, like uh, a faith liturgy of a quiet church where you light candles. I know my great auntie Teta used to say, you know, when I'm gone, she lived to be a hundred probably because she was raised on that Island yep. and her sister lived to be 99. Um, and they were in Michigan and they said, when I go just light a candle for me. And I think what I'd love to do is just head over to Molly lozenge, light a candle for auntie and say, thank you auntie for babysitting me in your nineties for bringing us all to the U S to just Come back there and see your beautiful country and homeland of our family and enjoy the little the things we talked about earlier, maybe writing in a cafe and sampling a glass of wine like these just little beautiful moments. That's what I'd love to do.
0: Wow, you just painted the most beautiful picture for us, and especially even for some of us who might not have thought of Croatia as the answer to that question if we were to ask that to ourselves. And I just pictured it all. I pictured your auntie. I, I'm like, take me with you. <laughs> that just sounds so beautiful, and it kind of reminded me of you possibly being up in your force space the way you were describing it and feeling. I could feel what you were saying and what you were truly yearning for. So I just I loved that so much. What a great I'm I'm glad I asked that random question. That's so
1: creative. I I love that. Oh, thank you.
0: And again, I could talk for 45 hours with you. (laughs) I love our conversations, but I know you have things to get to and I want to get this into the hands of listeners so badly. So I just want to thank you so much for being here and really, really sharing fully your heart, your Mm -hmm. mind, your thoughts, the, the things you have coming up, the things that are already existing and out there, and even a little bit of this personal stuff with your dream trip and, and what type and, and your family. It's just, I'm just so grateful again for your, Mm -hmm. your transparency and your honesty with sharing all these things. I'm grateful for your experience, your expertise And for your continued friendship with me personally and the encouragement you provide in my life, I know that my listeners today have picked up such great new tools and opportunities for them to have personal growth and continue that self development in their lives. So could you tell us where the one place, if I was to say, pick one thing that you guys are going to go check out Krista today and follow her at where, what would you say as we're wrapping up here and say goodbye that you would love, really love their support on and where they could come follow you? Yeah,
1: yeah I think that Enneagram and is a wonderful place for you to get a survey of the freebies of learning more about your types, if you're not sure about your types of just getting to hear a bit more of my story of getting to get the link to Amazon to order the book, uh, and even to sample the podcast. So that would be a great starter place. And there's even a way for you to get on our email list there. So that would just be a delight to get to know you better. And we have a contact page if you even want to share about yourselves. Uh, Because as you heard me say to Alicia, like, I care about the one, not the 99. I care about the group, but we all know here that we're one by one people. So we want to hear your story and we'd love to help you in any way we can. And on that website, you also get to see Alicia and other coaches are featured. If you want an Enneagram and marriage coach, there's a page to finding a coach. So anyway, there's lots there and we'd love to have you.
0: I love that. And and thank you again so much. And I can't wait to see you in the ENM collective group later and whoever's going to be showing up for that. And hopefully some new listeners joining in September. So thank you so much, Krista. Thank you so much. Wow. Don't we all just feel so lucky getting to spend this time with Krista today? I'm so grateful that all of you took the time to listen and let her pour into this community and that you all got to know a little more about what she's bringing into the world. And I highly encourage you guys again to please go pre-order her book, The Enneagram in Marriage, Your Guide to Thriving Together in Your Unique pairing. So there you guys go. You're going to get that answer. What is it like for my type and their type? First of all, the cover of the book is perfection. I've already gotten a sneak peek at it. You can go take a sneak peek. I believe it's posted on her Instagram or her website somewhere. So you get to sneak, sneak a peek at that too, before it even comes out. And like I said, I cannot wait to get this book on my own shelf. And as she mentioned, she's helped thousands of couples on their marriage journey. And I couldn't be more excited to not only get this book in my hands, but also I know it will help you. If you want to continue discovering more about your own type, or your partner's type, you can find more Enneagram information, content graphics on my own Instagram as well at Alicia Larky. And if you want to learn more about booking a life coaching session, a marriage coaching session, or even just diving more into the Enneagram itself, please come visit me on my website, alicialarky.com, or you can reach out to me at alicialarky at gmail.com. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes of the Enneagram Girl. Have a great day, my friends. See you next time. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Enneagram Girl podcast. I'd be so thankful if you'd leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player and subscribe to stay updated when each new episode drops. For full show notes and resources of the episode, head to EnneagramGirl.com. See you next time, my friend.